It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. G-I-G-G-S. No. Roderick. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you at? It's opinion. I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. I do it again. Guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to H Podcast Nation. This is Rodri Ginkum Football live from the Roman Tavern. And uh, the man himself is sat next to me. How are you, my friend? Yeah, good, mate. Good. good. Just uh, parking in Cardiff, but other oh, night it's wild. Like trying to park around by this pub is insane. It's the one, um, it's the one down there. Like it's just impossible to park. Same in Manchester. Oh, just gone over there for, for an hour. They wanted nine quid. <laughs> well, we saw it, aren't we? Yeah, that's it, mate. But um, nice to do one in person. We haven't done one in person for um, probably a year or so. You know, we did one at ATC Media. <clears throat> that probably last Christmas, wasn't it? Just no, before no, Christmas. You'll get a rash if you come to Manchester. So it's every time I know. I so. <laughs> keep saying, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to have to do it. I do say to Becky, like, all the time, I'm going to think I'm going to go up to Manchester, see Audrey. I've been in the studio for, like, a year. 
I know. Studio. I just didn't even, still didn't do it. No, no. It's my geography, mate. I'd have ended up in <laughs> Scotland or something. It's just insane. Uh, no, mate, it's uh, obviously it's good to have you. Good to be doing it in person. Much preferred. But um, lots to talk about as ever. Uh, especially your club. It's never boring. There's just always something happening. What was the start of FPL? Or the, oh, yeah. yeah. So soccer 6, Super 6. Right. Okay. We always start for that, don't we? We, just, we do always week. start with the, the, fantasy, the fantasy league. I've just, oh. uh, just given up. I've just been in. Just stop because it's given up. I'm about, I, without even looking at it, I am about 300 points behind you, approximately. <laughs> like, it's that bad. Sure, it's in front of me when we started. Well. Probably. I, I've looked at it once since I started it. But charity league updates. Um, this week's round of the Super 6 prediction was won by Nadine Carter, who scored 17 points. Ex Cardiff City defender Lee Jarman close behind on 16. And then uh, we have the new overall leader in Alan Bodman, who's got an impressive 248 points this season. Uh, in terms of fantasy Premier League round, still active with the last two games being played tonight, so no update for that yet. Um, but in terms of me and Rodri, the Super 6 is close as ever, uh, with myself on 195 points, Rodri's on 199. Uh, we both scored six points this week. And, then, and that's it. Yeah, there's no no update for the Fantasy Premier League apart from I'm on 777 points and Rodri's on 902. Uh, the next round for Nine both. Gap. It's a big gap, mate, that is. Next round uh, for both are on Saturday. Uh, also, if you haven't used your wildcard chip for the Fantasy Premier League, you need to use it this week or you will lose it. And there we go. But the Super Six, mate, is uh, it's like knack and neck all the time, isn't it? Just I get keep, ahead. Keep, keep, just keep it interesting for the viewers. Once you start getting to the championship rounds, that's when I just start to fuck you up. Sorry. You, you fall away. I think, fall, isn't away yeah. fall away is no, no, what's no, happened the last two seasons. Just like those, you know, little, uh, you stiff arm to the face. And <laughs> I think you overcomplicate. Yeah, that's what I think. Anyway. But um, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be good, mate. We've got, like I say, loads to discuss. Particularly some interesting going on at, uh, at your club start with the game uh villa tuna up after 20 minutes you must have been thinking for god's sake <clears throat> what are we doing yes and no because if you watch the game yeah yeah but if you watch the game you didn't know there was goals in the game mm. they could have scored in the first half there's an extra half a yard behind run behind oh and they could have got a couple of goals so with the right tweaks which which happened, um, but we're still unlucky. We're still lucky. They went back, got brought back to two all. On that, Scott made a very good save. Johnny Evans clearly off, basically off the line. But you need them kind of bit of luck if you're, if you're coming back from two 0 and you and you're going in to get a winner. And it's it was back to like old United ways, tails behind them and going for the throat, and that's what you want to see. Nacho on the right, Rash on the left, and you know, Ireland gets his first Premier League goal, which is a very good goal, very good, game, instinctive goal. And hopefully, now he just goes from strength to strength. Yeah, so such a little, um, little space to aim at, uh, Hoyland, instinctive. Well, like. But I think that's what he needed was like the chances where he hasn't got to think, like, he hasn't got time to think about it. I think that's where he was struggling in recent weeks, where chances given a lot of chances, really, hasn't one or two shots in it but like even i'm sure someone 
one of us two said that uh, Ganacho off the right would be a good idea. Sure, I it was proven yeah, right. Yeah, you know, it's me. Yeah. yeah, I said they should play like Anthony on the left and Ganacho on the if right. You feel, if you throw some trolls, you're making a bit slow. Yeah. Well, that's it, and then just throw some shit at the wall to see what sticks. But no, I think, like I said, my point was that the inverted wingers and keep cutting in was just not creating no, nothing. I agree, and Rashford wasn't doing out there, so he's better on the left. And Ganacho proved he's better on the right, crossing, scoring goals. And, uh, you know, though, it was in what I found interesting. There was a couple of things which I thought were quite interesting about the game. One, I thought Villa played into United's hands perfectly because they play such a high line that even when United yeah, done that well this season, though, they? But when United in the first half, even though it was 2 0 at half time, it could have been about 4 2 to United. United had really good chances in that 20 minutes after the second goal. And I just thought, just drop in for the first 10 minutes of the second half. If Villa had just dropped 10 yards back, I think they would have just maybe taken the wind out of United sails a little bit because they just United just kept getting in behind them, and it was just like the more you get in behind, the more you believe the new and you had the disallowed goal. But ultimately, I thought the big difference between that game and the Chelsea game where they did quite well, and some of the other games where they've kind of shown glimpses of playing like they can, is. In this game, it wasn't like a basketball game, just going ends to ends to ends. United had control of the midfield. I still think they could do with like having Amrabat or someone in there with Maynou, but Matomi out. And, yeah, I think he's not far back, mate, him and Martinez. And this is what people forget. No, right? I'm sure either. Yeah. I thought Dallow did quite well in the second half. I thought first half he was a bit shaky, but second half I thought he was very good. I, I like Wan-Bissaka as well. I think he's very good. And I also think that Varane makes, has made a big difference in the last few games. Even in the West Ham game where they kind of got done on the break a bit twice. Like Varane, uh, sorry, Varane didn't play in Ireland, did he? The game before that, um, Varane played well and the young lad did well against Villa. He obviously came off towards the end. But like, what people forget is the side which Ten Hag did very well with last year, if you look at the, his his preferred starting eleven from last year, yeah, where they've won the league cup, finished third, whatever, done quite gone on that big run. Out of that preferred eleven, I think there's something like four or five players who have played like two or three games. Then when you add in the likes of Mount and uh, Marty, my man, who's the other one? Who hasn't uh, Hoyland when he was injured when he first came in? Like he hasn't had the opportunity to play his preferred core and the new signings. So I think it would be so harsh, even if they'd lost against Villa. I said like it would be so harsh to sack him because until you see his core plus his new signings and let them actually play together, you don't know if what he's trying to do. There's, there's, there's so much going on. There's nothing to be able to sack him yet. Obviously, they're going to sack him. They're going to wait till the end of the season. Makes you know, sense. We're looking at, um, you know, as you know, a big NFL fan and the big news this week is today about Russell Wilson. Are they going to drop him? And they're going to have to lose £90 million because they don't want him. But, you know, it's, sometimes they've got a lot of things to delegate and get and get right at the minute. And I don't think on the field is the right time to, to do that. Do that at the end of the season. See where, see where we're at. Yeah, it looks like, like they said they're going to do like this um, strategic review, didn't they, till the summer. 
Behind the scenes, there's not like there's yeah. work going on behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, 100%. There's Dan Ashcroft, I mean, from well, Newcastle. The quartet in it is Dan Ash, uh, Dan Ashworth, um, Dave Brailsford, um, what's the one, Mitchell, uh, Paul Mitchell, and then that the guy who's oh, no, at the game, Psycho, uh, yeah, I can't know his name, Blanc, is it? And Brailsford, yeah, like that four, like obviously, like. A couple of them won't be able to come in straight away because one of them's at Dash was at Newcastle and I think one of them somewhere else as well. So like you know, they probably won't come into the summer, but it, you know, they're gonna be looking and studying. I think a big part of it is off the field though, mate. I really do. And then I think once you get things in place off the field with those four, then you can look at the playing squad and say, right, is there a problem with mentality or attitude within the current squad? And if you decide there is, you've got to get rid of the one or two, three, whatever it is, you get them out. And then you say, right, is this the right manager to take this squad forward with if he adds X, Y, and Z? And like that, four, those four people, um, particularly Paul Mitchell, uh, they're rack and Dan Ashworth, they're rackled not just in the transfer market, but also in terms of building something long term. Like Dan, Dan Ashworth did. A lot of the heavy lifting at Brighton before Potter came in, and then you look at how they've been able to seamlessly move from Potter to Deserby, but keep bringing in players, selling their best players, and then keep keep it rolling. I know they've stuttered a little bit now, but like a lot of that was down to Dan Ashworth. But that's because all the players have gone, no? Yeah, of course. But they've still managed. They haven't like you know sold. Just the no, they've still no. they're still in the top I mean, ten. That's or yeah, yeah. Quality. Uh, Casado, Burns, McAllister, McAllister. But they sold some of the kind of those were the like superstars. Yeah, they were the superstars, weren't they? Those three. But then you also they've sold a couple of the like you know younger keeper players. Yeah. The keeper well. yeah, the keeper went to Sanchez, Tottenham, to, uh, Arsenal, wasn't it? Arsenal, well, then. Oh, you Arsenal, Chelsea. No, Chelsea, Chelsea. Yeah, and then the Brentford keeper went to Arsenal, didn't he? Yeah, I think. I just, well, I've been quite consistent or when we've talked about it all along, mate, as I've said, to me, you keep Ten Hag, you get things above him right, and I believe that he's got a track record historically that he'll succeed. I think he's already shown that he's got the mentality to dig, deal with big moments off the field. You look at how he dealt with Ronaldo and Sancho, and regardless of whether... Still people, dragging on that Sancho one, aren't it? Well, apparently it's said... Apparently said today in the papers that so any decision, transfer market, contract renewals, managers, anything remotely like that has to go through INEOS, even though they have got it up the dark, you know, this fit and proper test thing. It's all gonna be so the Glazers can't sack Ten Arc, say, or they can't sell Sancho without Jim Ratcliffe giving it the okay. Which in theory I think is good because yeah, it couldn't be bad though, couldn't it? Well, yeah, because they cards be you don't have lines of power. Yeah, it, it's. I, I'd I like to think the Americans all about money. And just words. Just me on in. Well, you, I think the Glazers. If you look at it, like historically, they're probably as long as they get that big fat check, they just don't care. Mm -hmm. But I think most importantly for United, like Sancho's got to be out in January in one way, shape, or form. He has to go, even if it's just on loan until the summer, and then they make a decision with the new manager or the current manager, whatever it is, after they do this review, you have to get him out of there in January because I think even though he's not around the squad, 
you're still speaking to him, isn't he? Yeah. So well, there's still, and you know what it's like in the dressing room. If someone's not getting on with the manager, it might not be vocalised all the time. He's still moaning. Goes on to do that. Goes on to do that. As long as you've got a good core group, which is questionable. <clears throat> so just to wait and see. But it was a good start against Villa because Villa are a decent side. They've got some good results. I think it would have been a travesty if we got beat there. Yeah. Um, I thought yeah. I thought they were unlucky against West Ham, mind. They really did United. I thought they were unlucky against West Ham. I thought they got done on the break twice. Mm. But they just create nothing. Oh, they weren't. I'm lucky against Bournemouth for well 3 0. You can't keep on getting yeah, lucky no, against two 3 0. To you, then, as a United fan, like, what's more important to you between now and the end of the season? Winning football matches, or would you accept losing, say, not quite a third, but losing probably a few? But the performances, uh, you know, from the Villa game to the end of the season, become more consistent. So more games than not, the performances are good. But there might be a few slip-ups because you've got young players in there or whatever. Or would you prefer to just see sort of turgid results? Well, you want to see consistency, don't you? Yeah. I just think... Because they just spent £400 million. That's wild when you think that they they spent that much and they still need. But it's still dead wood. Uh, uh, Jose Mourinho was talking about Ralph Ramos talk about why these players still perform. It's hard. You can't move all them out at the same Marshall, time. Marshall, well, he's be he'll be going on. Marshall, uh, Rashford is still question mark about him. His attitude looks like a baby. He looked better on. He did look better. His attitude might be on next week. Yeah. It's, you can't take the risk, can you? So, just get into the bottom of it. What's wrong with it? And again, like I don't, I don't know. So I'm it's purely a hypothetical. But like, is he a bit frustrated because he's mates for Sancho, and he feels like his mates should be in the squad? Like you know, because we know they're at the very least they're good mates. Like, if your good mate is out ostracised and you kind of feel like he's a bit harsh, no, yeah, possibly yeah. But you know, it's it's obviously a hypothetical. In terms of the Ineos, <coughs> affecting really though, is he? He's professional. Club, yeah. He's not only playing for, he's not only getting paid handsomely to play football at a professional level, which is every kid's dream, every bloke's dream. But he's also playing for his hometown club, which is literally every football fan's dream, isn't it? Like everyone dreams of playing professional football, blah blah blah. Enough, but like the dream is to do it at the top level for your club. Yeah. So, regardless of if your mates having a paddy, you should be able to suck it up. And then when you add in the is four hundred grand a week, come on, I think you can run. I should come into it when you grew up playing for Man United. He should not. But this is how the mentality has changed, doesn't it? Like what we were saying the other week, changed like five years when he when he posted the team. Now all of a sudden he's a big time child. He's getting three hundred fifty grand a week and strut around. It's not the way it works. Yeah, I just I don't understand it. But there maybe there's something else going on. Like you know, there may like maybe there is something which is away from football which maybe is like you know, causing a, some sort of distraction but in terms of the like the Ineos thing Jim Ratcliffe will own 25% once they've done this fit and proper pe- person test or whatever it's not worth the papers written on let's be honest but so he'll own 25% but he's also on top of that so that's what the, the fee which he pays for that 25% effectively the Glazers get 
but there he's also putting in 300 million which is just for the football club but when you break it down 300 million does not go far at a club the size of united does it no but you'd expect players to out as well yeah of course i think you get 20 million for martial say well, I think his contract's out, finished. Oh, is it? End of contract. No, like, he but, signed a new one in the No, no, no. I think it's the end of his contract. Okay. He signed with people from January. Oh, okay. Van der Beek. He's gone, and he said <clears> that he's done. Tommy, 30 million. Tommy, possibly. One of the fullbacks, possibly. Varane, possibly. Um, Varane and Casemiro is an interesting Casemiro, one. Because they've got a decision possibly, to make, haven't they? Rashford, possibly. That would be proper open heart surgery, as Ryan yeah, said. Someone says, "Yeah, I so What would be your minimum for Rashford then? Hundred. You take hundred million yeah. straight up. Yeah. But the problem is, right? If you take, say, they sold Rashford, scored two goals, then left so with scored two goals. But season. you know, I think it's a fairly safe bet that he's going to find his form at some point. He's proven. Yeah. When? yeah he had one good season. That was last year. One. Where he's no, consistently he's scored like 25, 30 goals. I thought he had the, I thought he had two. Maybe his debut season was all right as well. Yeah. But they need, you know, they're on about a new stadium. Ronaldo said the training facilities are all sorts of, um, you know, they need all, like they were the same when he left was when he came back and things like this. There's so much stuff that needs doing, both physically and sort of, uh strategically in terms of the the setup like it just feels like it's a massive job but one of the things which dave brailsford said when his cycling days was um he, what did he call it i forget i forgot what term he uses um but effectively it was like gradual like small improvements everywhere yeah and then it starts to take care of itself um and that strategy worked has worked everywhere they've gone now people who are moaning about it are moaning about two things they're moaning about look at nice look at what they've done there um and then they've also moaning about the fact that the glazers oh, are still 17 there. goals so now right. he's had like one he's had a good season she's not consistent you have one good season and a bad one yeah. one good season and a bad one one good season and a bad one oh. and this is that's the problem isn't it sorry right so that's the pro that's the problem is you can't um like you can't get like a consistent out of him and i think that's what separates rashford from say uh an mbappe or a messi and all these players that we've seen over the years like the very very best is they do it week in week out season out season out and it's just rashford like you say is one good season one bad season but it does seem to be like this time around at least in terms of him having a rough season it does seem to be more attitude than like it seems to be his attitude that's led to the the drop in quality rather than a drop in quality or a drop in form that has led to him sulking like he's, it seems to be his attitude that has caused problems but then i suppose it's like a bit of a vicious circle on that whatever the attitude should should still be 100 yeah i think that Especially was when you're an academy player that was the one when it is the newcastle game when he got dropped like he, he was bad that yeah he just he didn't try that, was, that was bad watching the fullback one yeah, run back. past him and then just going like that yeah as if yeah, as if someone else has yeah. done something yeah. wrong like yeah pre-madonna um 
couple of comments here. Reese says, would it be better to write off the season now and try and sell as much as Deadwood in January and start the rebuild for next season now? Would you go with that? Or do you think there's still plenty to be salvaged from this season? <coughs> yeah, I think because, yeah. You've got the FA Cup. Got the top four. And there's still the top four to go for, possibly at even a top five this year. So, um, I would uh, try and get as much, get rid as much as possible. Well, obviously, get rid of and leave leave yourself short. You should have these people on the bench just in case. I know it's not ideal bringing these players on, but um, no, I wouldn't leave myself short. I'd get rid of as much as I can, i.e., Marshall, get rid of as soon as possible. Donny Van der Beek, he's not going to play again. Get rid of him. There's 30, 40 million we can play with. Well, I think as well. Probably, I would get rid of Tommy. I would, I would get rid of Tommy in January. His price, price tag's gone up a bit, so he'll get 45, 50 million. Well, him and I think him and Maguire's price tag now compared to the start of the season gone over. I, I would sell him in the summer. I, I wouldn't keep, keep. I wouldn't keep him long term, but I would keep him. No, I wouldn't be in a rush to get rid of him. I like his attitude. Where he's down and out, and he's been brilliant since he come back after his injury. But yeah, I, I admire that kind of attitude. Yeah, no, I, I. I Hundred percent agree with you. Really good as well. But I think was in the first two years when he come. Yeah, I know. I I I absolutely agree with you regarding his attitude and his mentality to be able to come back from Walker's Cardiff side. He would just about only just not. No, I think um, the 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 issue which I have with him, or as a player, like in terms of that United set, is if United play like the manager wants to, and he gets the players in he wants, and he gets things how he wants. That will not suit Maguire. No, will not suit the way he wants to play. And then you have a massive issue. So I, he wouldn't be like the first player I'd get out the door. But if someone offered me 40, 50 million for him, I'd probably take it. Just because long term. But I think depends, doesn't it? Because you've got you've got Varane, maybe as that his eyes. Yeah, I would get rid of Varane. He just the problem with him is he just can't stay fit. Yeah. However, I'd get, get someone like get rid of Varane and get someone like a dunk. Real solid. Yeah. They won that. They won that lad from uh, Nice, didn't they? To, to Debo. Which um someone with legs and salt, it's difficult. It's a partnership that and you've got to get the right partner. So you've got you've got one in Martinez, you've got to look at the other one. Do you think um like Dunk is just another Maguire in terms no, of he's, he's, he's got pace. Okay. And he can play. If you look at the stats, he's the most uh, the most pass, players in the he? Premier League in touches and passes. He can pass the ball. He's always looking for the ball. The way they want to play out, which winds you up sometimes when you just an arm is just like passing someone a six-yard block, and then he's passing someone on his spot. Tell you what, and Johnny Evans pinging it back to him. Yeah, did you see that one? Yeah. Was Jesus, that what was he trying right? to do? Johnny Evans pinged it back to him. It was like a shot, wasn't it? Yeah. And like, um, do you know though, right? I saw some people slagging off Anana again, and I saw people moaning about Johnny Evans is playing. It's like, but Johnny Evans in the last couple of games has been outstanding. And when you consider, like, he's doing probably playing more games than they would, thought he would. I think he's doing a great job considering he's thirty-seven uh, or whatever, and just it's not where Man United should be at. No, of course it's not. But with injuries and stuff, he's had to kind of try to spend that on and pubs like Cardiff and stuff. Yeah. Like well, you would, didn't it? <laughs> like, no, but Johnny Evans, if you Johnny Evans would have come to Cardiff this year, you'd be like, mm, 
37 yeah. million, no, decent. We'll do a wicked, the, wicked signing. Yeah, so. Should the way the manager wants to play as well. Yeah, I so. But, 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 so he shouldn't be coming in, are No, no, you're right. I think there's money to be made there's though in some of those players. Doing that back in the day, they were bringing 36, 37 year olds, 35 year olds. They were playing like Warren Blanc, World Cup yeah. winners. Henrik Larsson on loan for like six months to tie, just to tide you over, sort of thing. Do you know who I was? Uh, that's what I was saying about Anana. So people were moaning about him, saying he should have done better for the, the the free kick against Villa. And I was like, yeah, I give he comes and cleans, you know, cleans out the defence again. But it's it's so hard when it yeah. bounces. And I, I disagree. You still because it's you everyone's got to stay in two lines with the ball. And if the ball, someone gets a touch on it, fair enough. But do you just leave and just go? Oh. No. You've got to follow the ball. If it bounces and no one touches, you just collect it. Yeah, Simple. I agree. Someone touches it, so it's all down to him. I, I agree that it was his fault, plus, but I don't agree that it was like this huge clatter. Like he's in his six yard box. Why is he not coming out and just yeah. boom? Yeah, just clean everyone out. But I actually thought he had a pretty pretty good game. There was one way he put a pass out for a throw, but he was under a bit of pressure. But like you mentioned, that Johnny Evans pass. But most importantly, that header from about just inside. The penalty, yeah, by the penalty spot, yeah. and if they score, if Villa scored, then straight after United had scored, I could see Villa it's going amazing, and winning. Isn't it? A goalkeeper, fifty million, doing his job. I understand that, mate. Just there it yeah. was as well. Four reactions, isn't it? Reactions. I, you know, I admit, maybe I've got a bit of a soft spot for keepers because my boy is one, and I've seen like how difficult the job it is. But I just think like sometimes, you know, when people like just decide like oh, he's shit, he's a he's a flop, whatever. And they just they can't see past his first season, so yeah. plus United are all over the place. You can't really judge him. How many centre back pairings Japanese yeah, players? So you can't really judge him, yeah. All over the gap. What do you think of some of the young players who come in this last couple of weeks? Like Defender, yeah. I thought looked real good. Difficult to say, like mm. in the long term yeah. of things. I just thought his passing was very good. Got a couple of really nice diagonal balls. You know, comfortable on the ball, defended well, didn't do anything wrong. Looked okay yeah. for a debut. Didn't really, didn't really get put under pressure, did they? Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? We no, didn't expect only David Moyes. But you know, like um, the West Ham, yeah, West Ham. Yeah. Like, I just thought when I saw that he was making his debut, 18 years old, and he's only just 18 as well. I was thinking David Moyes. Yeah, he's gonna be like he's gonna have a big striker and Bowen. They just would have had Antonio. They would have been perfect for him. Like. Yeah, just batted him like and really yeah. put him to the test. That but, kudos is a bit more. But even holes. so, like yeah, but like I just felt like they could have got kudos and Jack Bowen and the other one, Paqueta. Uh, just put him like have him all around him every time he gets the ball, particularly in the first twenty minutes. They didn't press him like he let him settle. You know. Like that first twenty minutes, he just was you know, at the ball. And I know West Ham play a bit like that. They stand off and they wait to press. But when you've got an eighteen-year-old who's only just turned eighteen, making his debut, gotta put him under a bit of pressure first twenty minutes. Let him know you're there, etc. Um, sorry, yeah. So McTominay would sell in January if there was a right offer, not in January. Forty million in January. Take that. No, no. Fifty. Yeah. I think. And he, I think his price has gone up. And I yeah, think exactly. didn't. How much did West Ham bid for him in the summer? 40, 40, 40, 40, 40. I think fifty fair price. Goal scoring midfielder. Who can't, 10, who can't, play, can't play the ball on the ground. Well, yeah, but some players, some <laughs> teams, teams don't want to. Yeah. I think 
there's, there's teams like you imagine you put him in put him in West Ham side I reckon he'd do a wicked job West Ham Newcastle I think he'd do a good job for if you put him with Paqueta and Bowen and Kudos like there's the three Ward, around Ward him Rose. and then Ward Price as the deeper midfielder you'd be laughing then because I think he would do all the leg work and the dirty work be on the end of crosses and stuff um Reese says, uh, his question, if it, is it harder for British clubs to get work permits for South American players? Barca and Madrid seem to find gems over there, but the British clubs don't seem to be able to spot and sign them. <coughs> well, they're probably saying scouts and stuff, but they speak the same lingo, don't they? Yeah, they, they do seem to have more issues of getting a work permit, so I don't know whether it's something... It's, 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 it's easy when you, when you speak when you're Latino and you speak I'm sure it's easier. And yeah, I suppose when you're going through contracts and, and loopholes and the rest of it, like when you're trying to work out these things, if you've got like the... Like Lionel Messi. Yeah. He's in Barcelona from like 14, 15. Yeah. I mean, Barca signed the boy from... Another kid. My son. Uh, well, you, you say that, like, but City are looking at the kid from River Plate who's 17 and they're going to buy him for 21 million. Yeah. I was reading that report today. Uh, a young 17-year-old from River Plate. Uh, City put a bid in for 21 million. Oh, that's crazy, man. 17. So if the player's good enough and they want them, they'll get Yeah, they'll find they find a way but around it, don't they? These South Americans, when you say, do you want to go to play in Manchester where it's freezing, but yeah. play in Madrid with the palm trees, what, you, what would you do? Yeah, exactly that, man. Go and play, go and live in Barcelona. <laughs> go and live in... I'm going sunbathing instead of crying my eyes on the penguins. Yeah, that's it, man. Freezing. There's a there was a boy who played for my boys' team, like the Parks team, um, and when he was he was he was he his family was Spanish, but they he was born here and they lived here. Incredible footballer, like for someone who was like at the time about eight or nine, and um, he went to Barcelona. They went out to Spain, got a house. They had family over there as well, so it wasn't like a like a big drama moving to a foreign country like if Gareth Bale or something I like think, that. I think it's changed now that the, 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 the managers like Pep and, and the different type of foreign managers over here and, and the more coverage the Premier League gets. So you see a lot more South Americans coming over here than you did back in the past. But you're always going to choose Real Madrid or Barcelona over City so, or United or Liverpool. Is that how they get them? You're still going to see the Coutinho's, hmm. still the, the good Brazilians that you never see. Because technically, early Premier League, you wouldn't see Brazilian Janino, there's a hand of Ravenetti and Ravenetti, yeah. Janino, there's another uh, Brazilian for Middlesbrough, can't remember his name, Curlier, but like Solgo. <clears throat> what was the guy who played for Bolton? Brazilian guy, no, he's JJ Cotcher, no, he's, he's Jamaican, and he, uh, yeah, so you had JJ Cotcher, you had JJ Cotcher, was Nigerian. Georg, Georgov, French. Ivan Campos, Spanish. Ivan Campos, Spanish. I'm sure, they had a, bar, a Brazilian as well. I can't remember. Like, we mean Ricardo Gardner. We mean him, left back. Quality left back, mate. But Emerson, there you go. Well, in well. Emerson, yeah. That was um, it. So, so that's what I was going to ask you. You so, won't really see something. I mean, you won't see something yeah. back in the day, but now they're all over the show. Yeah. That's very oh, true. Joel, Joel Linton, Casemiro, Anthony. You'd never see Brazil players in the Premier League. Yeah, and when they did, they struck any, like the odd ones, like Ferran even. It was Ferran. Cold for him. Yeah. They wouldn't want to be over it. I could see him playing in life, they've been tight, big, massive, firm, large, yeah. Big, 
snoots and stuff. Yeah. Like that. So it's only right when you grow up in a kind of type of climate where it's warm. From the cocoa banana to yeah, Salford or whatever. <laughs> like it's a bit of a difference in where they're in. <laughs> so um, that's what I was going to ask you. So like with the kids, like the young kids, there's supposed to be these rules in place, isn't it, where um, you, if you play academy football, you're supposed to play for the local academy. So like, you know, like if, say, like my boys, I mean, would have to play for Cardiff, Tasswell, Bristol, like local areas, that's supposed to be the rules. But clubs do seem to get around it somehow, like whether it's they buy the families a house or they give the families a job or whatever. Like, it's just, do you know what I mean? Like, they find a way. And if they find a way for kids to move them to where they want to go, then they'll find a way for like a 17, 18 year old who's almost ready to play in the first team or, you know, 23s, then they're definitely going to find a way, isn't they? Yeah. Oh. But, um, but, but it's just it's just normal when you've grown up in that team. You know, you're gonna first options gonna be well unless the, the money's crazy. I think it's like unless you're yeah the money's crazy or you're a fan of a particular club or whatever, it can be different then kind of. Brighton got um, so says Brighton got McAllister because no one else wanted him or seemingly was interested in him. Then he had the World, World Cup. Good World Cup yeah, yeah. yeah and I guess but that's good recruitment from Brighton, though, isn't it? Yeah, they have it. got a good recruitment system, haven't they? He's like, come out of nowhere. Like McAllister, is he Scottish? No, no he's Argentina. No, I know that. Yeah, yeah. the dude's McAllister. Yeah. I've never seen him before, and he's winning the World Cup. Well, mate, when he when when I first, I think probably when I first seen him on the Brighton team sheet, I was like, it was Scottish. Scottish, Scottish mate. Brother, you know, yeah. it's like the least South American name ever. Um, just lastly on United, what would you like to see from Jim Ratcliffe between now and the end of the season? Because I think some people are expecting miracles and then other people are expecting... No, it's just you, on you just, you've got to, it's, it's not going to happen all is it? Mm. Um, any realistic real United fan knows that, but you see changes. You see improvements. What's happening with changing, uh, the, the training ground? What's happening with the ground? It's still leaky. Mm-hmm. No. And um, just seeing better, seeing better recruitment. Um, yeah, just seeing better recruitment mm. is the main. Just one. See signs that they're yeah, getting it together. Get, off the pitch, well, yeah. When when has a player come to United and then gone for more money? It's been a long time, mate. So well, I would argue it's been a long time since like, a player's gone to United. Casemiro, seventy million, no selling value. You're going to lose. Mm. But like who's improved since they got to United in the last ten years? Bruno, maybe. Yeah, that's it. I think if you look at Bruno's stats, like people get carried away with his his whinging and this, that, and the other. But actually, if you look at Bruno's stats, stats apart from this year, like they are insane since he's gone from United. He's up there with the literal best in the world. So you can't argue with that. Um, Brighton are currently beating Tottenham two 0 and Arsenal are losing one 0 to West Ham for Arsenal. Uh, West Ham Suchek Suchek, yeah, not got any team. Yeah, I uh, see Arsenal, but we know already that is a long way to go in that game. Um, well, uh, look at that. Pedro scored a penalty for Brighton, I think he missed one earlier in the game, so um, he stacked up for the second one. Um, in terms of uh, 
the results over the weekend and over the Christmas period? Like, what any teams sort of caught your eye in terms of their, how they performed and that? No. I thought it was not as good as it had been in the run-up to Christmas. No, people like Arsenal, City, Liverpool, Villa, they're all like on a certain type of level at the minute. But you know, Liverpool, City and Arsenal got different levels. So you expect to see them to, to push on now. But, you know, we're looking there in West Ham beating Arsenal 1-0 first half. So that's, that's a, they've got to do well to turn that round. Although it's been at home and it's still first half. But it won't be easy. But yeah, it'll be tough for this year. It's tough for because the Premier League's time's getting stronger. The West Ham, we've got Paquetta, Ward, Cross. These are very, very good Premier League players. Same with Villa. Very good Premier League players, Brighton, very good Premier League players, Newcastle. So you've got very good teams that on the day can turn you over. So it's been a lot tighter, but you still think City, Liverpool and Arsenal will come from one and three. I still, I watch Liverpool and I still think... They, I have a sneaky feel for Liverpool this year, so... I just think, like, just think if the they're very reliant on in a, uh, Salah, like, in terms he of... Goes away for, the African Cup as well. So this is the next thing I was going to ask you about. For like 10 games. Yeah. It's like a whole of January, isn't it? And, and summer February, if they go, if they go far. All the way in. Where they're big games. Liverpool, they'll miss City. Just some big games, isn't it? City and Liverpool are in that. So they'll miss that game. And if, if, not, if Liverpool don't score, most of them score, Liverpool don't score. Well, that yeah. um, what's the other what's the other striker they got the uh, Nunes, isn't it? Like he is very he's got uh, like eighty nine million pound for him. There's not much noise. Very hit and miss, isn't he? Yeah. Like he's either very very good or very not yeah. good. Like yeah. there's not nothing in between. Very inconsistent. Where do you stand on the like the Afcon thing? There's a lot of clubs are not happy that they're going to lose first team regulars now. Sign them, so. Well, this is it. I mean, and he, I know Cardiff included in that. They're going to lose Jamal Collins for a couple of weeks at least. And they yeah, played the same the, back the keeper. They're going to, you're going to use your keeper. Like, we, we all know this. So. I think United probably, out of all of them, have probably got a little argument to say, feel a bit of hard done by, because when they signed him, he had said he wasn't yeah, going to yeah, play, yeah, didn't yeah. he? So, but, yeah, you're right. Look, you know that if... You, you're signing top players. They play for their international countries, and that's that's when it is. I'd like to see him move it. I would, but but this part of parcel of having top level players, you lose them if they're from that part of the world. Um, but it'll be interesting who can cope best with it, and who's got the most. Like West Ham will lose lose Kudos, um, United lose Onana, Salah um, goes from Liverpool. There's a lot of clubs affected with it like cardiff if um they lose collins they played the same back four pretty much every game of the season so far except i think two when perry ng was injured they got no left back to re really replace him so they're gonna have to sign someone whether it's young on left loan they, they loaned out the young left back they've got this one guy on loan who can play like you know center back or left back but i mean he didn't Play particularly well when he did play, and I'm not sure that he's a left back. You know, he's more of a more of a centre back. But um, yes, yeah, so Spurs another one, mate. Like very, very 
everyone was praying, like saying, "Oh, this is their year." No, no, but three they, games. Once, once these are good, 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 good coaches and managers. When these teams play such high line, like Aston Villa, like Tottenham, can get done over. Best Premier League, very good coaches, very good players. So, and it's only like split seconds. And these, like Villa, are the the most team to catch people offside this year, and Tottenham a second. Yeah. So eventually, sometimes it's going to go wrong for him. If you think back to the League Cup final when United played Brighton, the only way that or the way that United contained them was by playing very deep and defending their box. Whereas I'd imagine I haven't seen the game tonight, but I'd imagine Tottenham haven't changed their tactics. Have played a very high line, and Brighton, even if they're not as good as they have been maybe the last couple of years, they'll still take you apart if you play a high line, just like. United did in the second half against Villa. And I think the championship, uh, the Premier League is becoming more and more like the championship in terms of even on paper when you think so-and-so is going to beat so-and-so, any team can beat any team. And this that belief in some of the smaller clubs or the non-traditional sort of big clubs, if you like, they all seem to have a bit more belief about them this year, I think, that they can go and get something against the big clubs. Because I don't remember a time when, like, City have lost, I think, three games already, like, by Christmas. Liverpool have, uh, Villa have yeah, lost. Liverpool. They've got they've got rid of a lot of players in there, and, and it sees with, even with them they've got rid of the, some very key players. And if they've got top players out, i.e., a Rodri or Haaland, without Rodri, they're guaranteed to play, win. Yeah. Well, the three games Rodri's uh, missed, they lost, or the four, sorry, the three that three they lost and one they drew. Like, that's, but yeah, that's why we talk for about other clubs. On the way in, the car, Carl Phillips, I don't think he's, he's, he's doesn't fancy him, nah, he doesn't like no. him. No, I wouldn't, I don't think he, I don't think he's at that, like, very top level. No. And like, Rodri plays as a single pivot, and like you've seen with United, how difficult it is for one player to play on his own. When you've got teams rushing through that midfield mm-hmm. so it shows how good he is but also i think with city is if city can't cope without that one player and it all goes to pop when he's not there how can the likes of newcastle and manchester united's managers be expected to cope without nine ten whatever amount of first team players but they did it's different in terms of how the media will talk about it you know so like City lose those games and this the media will sort of say, Oh yeah, you know, it's an off day or the other club is treating it like a cup final, blah blah blah. Whereas United just go have been slated all season. Newcastle have had a bit of stick recently and it's like there, yeah, but there's a reason behind it, but the reason's never talked about. It's weird. Um let's talk about the championship, mate. It's um, be very interesting and then we'll do our predictions uh, to finish off. But um, while I bring up the the championship table, mate, what's uh, what's your plans then? While you're in back nothing, in uh, nothing really. country, just families, just chilling, really. See family, mate. Uh, nothing really. Probably might go to the fair tomorrow. Going <coughs> to Wonderland, and then back back home Saturday. Where what the weather were you as well? The Manchester weather. No, so yeah. what, mate, you should be used to it, down there. Boys haven't played a game of football yeah, since like a windy last night. November. My boy hasn't played football like match. On oh, because they recalled off. 
because of the weather from probably the end of November, maybe. Yeah. It's crazy, mate. And he won't play now until like probably yeah. the end of January. Yeah, they've got a bunch of all the fixtures they've got. Yeah. And then the league will go, oh, yeah, yeah. It's um, four games. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. But yeah, there's been, there was at least two or three weeks where it's like sunny on Saturday and they called it up. It's frustrating, mate. It really is really frustrating. Um, just getting our drinks orders in. Um, championship, right? So, Leicester play Cardiff tomorrow. I was going to ask you, do you want to go? What do you reckon you're going to be oh, in the squeeze? I've got tickets. Oh, yeah. I've got a call. It's in the night, it is. Possibly, yeah. Possibly Okay. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. See, so that then. I got to get started. I got to get pulled. Okay. So, Jim, I because um, Andy's down. He's working it. So, um, I was going to think of it going because I said to you the other week, I'm leaving um, Leicester. So, it's been a decent game as well. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to see my mother in the afternoon. And then I was going to, if you want to go down there, I'll go down there. Yeah, leave that with me. Leave that with me. Get back to me when you finish with the um, thing. Right. Anyway, as we sort out our. Days for tomorrow, right? Yeah, Leicester slipped up, mate, and uh, dropped a point for the first time in a while. Um, I think it was against Ipswich, wasn't it? Didn't Ipswich score like right at the end? I'm sure they did. But um, Championship's mental, mate. Like how just how like close it is in terms of just it never changes, mate. Does it? It's just constant, like so close all the way through. I've got both. <laughs> I have blackmail of my sister. I was sorting that. I'll see if I can. I'll speak to Thingy later. See if I can get some tickets. Um, Southampton. Do you think they they're like five points behind Ipswich? Still doable, isn't it? Easy. Ipswich they always draw one all these top games, don't they? Mm -hmm. We watched it with Arsenal um, the other day. Or was it Liverpool? One all. Yeah. But you never get your predictions right on the predictor. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, actually, I had one all um, on that day, but Leicester and uh, obviously Leicester scored late on. Mm. But um, they do look the best sides, don't look, even though down to Leeds. South, Southampton have really pressed on, haven't they? Yeah, they've kicked on recently, and they, I mean, they smashed the Jackson, haven't <clears> they? Um, it was 5 0. Leeds obviously had a diff difficult. Well, they, they had that good result against Leicester, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Leeds. Um, stretch. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Leeds is um, an interesting one because they don't seem to have the same consistency as like some of the others. So, like Southampton, Leicester, and uh, Ipswich have been very consistent all the way through. Whereas Leeds have been a bit more up and down, but I thought Leicester was gonna, you know, was gonna beat Leeds. Not maybe not comfortably, but I did think they'd beat them. And then I can't find the thing, but I'm pretty sure they beat Leicester, didn't they? Or was it a draw? I'm sure they beat them. But yeah, that was right. They beat them. So they beat Ipswich four 0 Great result against second in the league. There's a couple of lads I work, a couple of people work with the Leeds fans, so. I always look out for Leeds fans. As soon as Preston North End um, got a bit straight on the phone to me, mate, because uh, he's a 
he's um, a Leeds fan, he's brown and full time, so but um, they've been doing pretty well apart from that. Well, yeah, and then like that game on Saturday, but Southampton are flying, aren't they? Yeah, well, but Leeds, like they beat Ipswich second in the Ipswich second in the league. Beaten 4 0, very convincing, very good result. And then they follow it up to lose away at Preston 2 1. And it's like you do the hard work by getting that big, big result. And then, and that seems to be like almost the story of their season that they can't get a run going. Mm. You know, look there, like they, they beat Middlesbrough, beat Blackburn, and then they so lose good. and drop, drop points against Coventry and Sunderland. And it's that's why I don't think Leeds will go out. I do hope Leeds get into the playoff and then get beat. I think they probably. Make the playoffs because I think they're good enough to do. Oh, that. they're good enough to make the playoffs, but we don't want them back in the Premier League. No. Yeah, I think. Leagues. I think as well is if they get to the playoffs, they're so hit and miss that yeah, they could turn up and beat whoever they're playing three or four nil, but they could also turn up and get two. You want to play in the playoffs, would you? Absolutely not. But um, yeah, well, it's always time coming to the end. But you look, it look not like right. it. Looking at the table, there's four teams. But there's always a team. Be fighting it out. For, for me, though, for, for the rest of the season, looking at that, it's going to be a four. It's going to be a fourteen race. I think Leicester will, will, will steam away from it, and I think Leeds and Southampton will bring Ipswich into there. Yeah, like, and then it'll be out of three to get that automatic one. Yeah, but even Leicester have been pegged back a little bit. Like, I, six points I think Ipswich has done really, really well. I think they'll tail off at the end. I think Southampton will get that. I can see. I, I can see how that might happen, definitely. But then, in terms of the playoffs, like there's always a team from sort of tenth, eleventh, twelfth, maybe yeah. further down, which comes late on and just wins like ten right. games. Like like, yeah, we got Middlesbrough, Coventry. Look at Coventry's form there. Like you got Cardiff. Like Cardiff. I think. Then we've got resilience leads, so it's always difficult, isn't it? Yeah. City are like. Um, it could be anyone. Oh, it's such well, a weird league. City. Hmm? Where are they? They're down. Well, they've they gone down. Stole three one. I mean, they've gone downhill since he took over. They're restless. Not surprised, mate. If you go back and look where they were when um, you were six, got sacked, they? they were flying, mate. They were playing such good football. They got rid of Eustace, brought Rooney in, and then well, for him to come in for two or three months and for him to say I could have substituted all the players except for one. That that means they're not running for him, are they? Yeah, I am. Um, but you know one of the things um, which Roy Keane takes a bit of flack for from players who played under him when he was a manager is that he expected like he expected too much of players who didn't have it in them sort of thing like they weren't up to they just weren't at the level that he was used to so he was expecting certain things they just weren't good enough to perform at that level do you think there's a danger of that for Rooney because he played like high level football for his whole career. It's always difficult for high level players to, to coach average players. Yeah. Because they want them to do they could do all the to do, but they're not that's why they're in the championship. So it's I I feel to, in my mind it's difficult for a Yeah, I agree. I, I it's it a weird film should be able to get the work rate out of and and well, that's it's, a worry, isn't it? If they're not yeah. running for him, yeah. that's a worry because yeah. then you're not working. Yeah. The one player who is working for him is um, Jay Stansfield, who's um, obviously he's fairly well known um, because he's, his father was um, right up. And then um, it was 
he's in a bit of trouble now because he's an ex. He's a, his dad's an ex. Was a former ex City player, and then he's um. All right, cool. Thank you, mate. Last orders. Um, and um, yeah, so that's through with him completely. So he's an ex, former ex, ex to City player fan, and his dad played for him, and then his dad died, and then he played for him, and blah blah. So when he scored against who was it? Uh, Plymouth, who were ex the big rivals, he revealed a T-shirt what saying "Once the Reds." Oh yeah, because because of Exeter. So oh, because because he's because yeah. So Plymouth and Exeter are big rivals. Do you think you should get punished for that T-shirt? Because it is a bit like. But once the Reds were, what do you mean? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just think I don't know. I don't know where I stand on it because I, I just, I don't what like seeing players doing there. Is telling people what they want to hear. Yeah, and he'll say to carry on. I did that. Oh, yeah. no problem. Just well, come on. And especially because he is scoring. He's the one one player out of that team at the moment who is playing for him. He's running his guts out. He's finishing. his on fire. He's he scored four in the last five or something like that. He's looking well, looks a like real player. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the problem with Birmingham is they were doing so well. Like, if they were struggling before he came in, I think people would have more well, patience. That's the problem, isn't it? Why, why they were flying. Yeah. And it just seems to have turned it around, haven't they? Yeah, they were playing great football. No. They were winning. No, no. Everything. And then, it, like, they just brought him in just uh, for the for the name value, isn't it? And it's not going well. Um, Cardiff mixed bag picked up a win, drew with Plymouth. When's that Cardiff lead? 30. Oh, back in work. Don't go back in work till like 10th or something, do you? Eighth. Part time. The, um, yeah, I still think Cardiff are capable of getting to the playoffs if they sign the right players in January, but they've got to get at least three players in, I think. Um, but I had them. This journalist keep, keep the ones that we got. Yeah, keep certain players for sure. They um, Jordan <coughs> James, no, not staying. I wish I don't. Maybe he's got a goal for Birmingham. He's been starting since Rooney took over, so it's difficult to predict. I'd no, like to see. No, I don't think so. Unless Rooney loses this, like he has to sell players maybe to get players in potentially. But I had them. Um, this journalist Dan Whitcock on last week, who's very, um, very sort of EFL related on transfers and stuff and then um, he was saying like Kiefer Moore to Cardiff is pretty nailed on oh, well, there you go, and he'll put it one but thing which he's, well, he's not getting sniffed though is it? No. it's like he's flying to be fair yeah he's scoring some goals isn't he but you know the one thing he slipped in right at the end of it like as we were sort of just signing off the show he said about Robinson from Cardiff might be sold which I was a bit surprised by because when Ramsey's been out, he has generally been the preferred option over Colwell until recently, and Colwell's been really good. But um, he's not the first name which sort of swings the mind. Yeah. But they would probably get some cash for him. Like he's proven in the championship, he's quite quick, good. But they've changed his position this year from striker to like number 10. And I don't think it necessarily suits him because he's got pace. You want to get him in behind and. and yeah, I don't think Cardiff are far off, mate. Honestly, I I think it's three players they'd need in January to be in the, to, 
to have a good crack at the playoffs. You know, they might make it, but they've had a really hard run of games now where so they lost a couple, won yeah. a couple. If they were to lose, say, three of the last four games, next four games, I think we're going to have a problem. That's all it takes in this championship, isn't it? Well, you go from 11th to flipping 18th, and, and then you've got a problem. Mm-hmm. Like Swansea are real, in real trouble of getting dragged into the playoffs, uh, into the... Yeah, but you win a game there, you go to six. Yeah, but their form is and their performance is. No, I mean Cardiff. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Game there, you go six. So so easy, like to go up and down just a couple of games. But like Swansea, yeah, but Swansea, but there's the luxury of being that these three teams are poor. Yeah, this is it. Look at the 14, 16, and 14 games lost. That's poor. Yeah, it's brutal, mate. That is, um, and plus, Blackburn even Rovers, they were up there a minute ago, and they look at them now. Well, they've been like Blackburn being in the playoffs, and they like pretty much every year or in and around the playoffs, should I say? Um, right, let's get these super six predictions. I've already done mine, I've done mine as well, so no copy of me again. You copy mine, that's why you go behind. <laughs> I'm in front. See, I've seen you changes the other day. This is like, got to be a steward's inquiry, I think. Oh, yeah. You're copying me, struggling. Struggling. One every season. Right. Go on, you, you do it this week, seeing as you're in the building. 4-0. First one, 4-0. So you can copy. Who's playing? You've got, you've I got got I've got 3-0. Oh, uh, Villa versus Burnley, 2-0 Villa. What you got? I can now because you want a coffee. You got you know, two mil. Three one. Go on. Um, one nil Palace. I got one nil Brentford. Um, Wolves Everton. Do 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 do. Uh, Wolves one Everton two. No, I'm gonna go Wolves a home win. Okay. Uh, Forest one, United three. I'm gonna go two one. Fulham one, Arsenal three. Two nil, Arsenal. Here we go. Uh, make sure you do your Super Six predictions. I've done twelve this week. I've gone for a late one. It's normally earlier than that, isn't it? Um, guys, make sure you do your predictions and all that sort of stuff. Um, I'm not sure if you can still join. I think you can still join a prediction league. Um, contact Will in the chat. And uh, yeah, yeah. anyone out there who's good at FPL or giving good advice, give him some good advice, please, because he's struggling. Struggling. You're right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're blaming, you, you're, blaming, you're blaming all my kids do it. Is it about you or is it someone else? No, someone else. Oh, my God, someone else. He'll play golf. He'll have my kid, does it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, people can still join the charity league. So if they want to join, and uh, obviously we raise money for charity, which is the end of the game. Then. But then um, I like to also beat Wandry season in, season out as well in the Super Six prediction. And we had to, we literally, right, we had to contact Will and say, Will, listen, we're going to have to add the fantasy league to this because Rodri's getting really down because he keeps losing. So. Will be a well, nice guy to keep you away from bridges. Yeah, this. that's why I started drinking again, mate. Yeah. That's a problem. Jack Daniels, that's Lager. 300, 250. That's a proper gap. That. Big gap there. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
as always guys appreciate you joining us and uh, well no thanks for all the comments do spread the word um we'll be back to normal next week but uh it's yeah, always, back, it's always good you'll be back home in sunny manchester yeah. sunny sunny manchester none of this rain 20 million pound for parking so I said it's been good, man. I've enjoyed it. I always enjoy it. It's, it's, a, it's a good crack. Uh, make sure you spread the word. You can ignore those comments, when did <laughs> Nothing to see there. No, it's um, it's always a good time. I appreciate the rum and tavern. I appreciate you, mate, for coming in, taking time away from your family. Yeah, they close. They're closing up early. Ten to nine. Ten to nine. Make sure you spread the word, support Social Podcast Network and uh, anything else. And uh, keep your eye out for ticket news for any live events which Ace Podcast Nation may or may not be putting on in the first week of February. Just saying. Take it easy. Anything you'd like to say before we leave, my friend? Um, I just, no, excuse, excuse me. No. Forgot what you were then. No, no, I was going to say, I'll reiterate. If any FBL helpers out there, just contact me. Yourself. Sports Social Podcast Network.